Thank you very much, Pastor Phil. Well, it's great to be preaching tonight. I feel really good about it. Um, if you grab your Bibles very quickly, uh, just uh, to the book of Luke, chapter uh, 5. Tonight, the title of the message is Faith Like Peter. Um, Faith Like Peter. We had a leaders meeting at our house uh, for the, um, for the uh, Andy Kabbalah night that's coming up on the 15th. Uh, it's going to be great. So I, we promote it this morning. There's some flyers over there. I've got one here. No, I don't. But uh, it's going to be good. So bring all the young adults. We're looking at young adults. So if you can help or come along, that would be good. Um, Faith Like Peter. We had a leaders meeting and uh, I just want to quickly say we, we were talking about middle names. It's got nothing to do with anything. But um, I one day want to have a son called Freddie Danger Flaxman. I just think it's an awesome name. One day he'll be in a tree and, and Luke wants to have a kid called, um, where's Kenneth? But Bruce Boyd. And, uh, so, so Bruce Boyd and Freddie Danger Flaxman will be hanging out. And, uh, yeah, the wives don't like those names, but that's alright. Um, and at our lead, at our leaders meeting, we're talking about how cool middle names are. And, uh, Angus said, oh, I'm going to have a middle name called Is. So it's Angus is balding. Anyway, awesome. I'm going to have a kid called his real name is Is. Angus is balding. Um, good name, Angus. Love it. Love it, love it. Um, Luke chapter 5 and verse 1. Uh, we all there? If we're not, just uh, put your hand up and Frank will rush a Bible to you and he'll turn it open to page 834. You've got a stolen Gideon Bible, that is. Luke chapter 5. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. He sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When, the, when he finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master Simon replied, We've worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time the nets were so full uh, of fish they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon the boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please forgive me. I am too much of a sinner to even be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. Verse 10, his partners James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were all so amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they land, they left everything and followed Jesus. And I love, um, I love hearing about Peter. Peter, to me, when I, when I read about Peter, he's a real deal kind of guy. He shows, you know, he goes up and he goes down and, and, um, you can just imagine the scene that, um, Jesus rocks into town and there's like people everywhere and, um, and, and Peter and all the guys come back from their fishing, working hard all night. And uh, Jesus goes, I can't preach to all the people here because there's, you know, too many people. So he gets in the boat and he sort of goes out a little bit. And it's like this. 
you know, sitting back, so it's got like this amphitheater of people, and uh, begins to preach. And uh, you, you, I can imagine um, when Peter came in, you know, when you've had a really hard day at work, and um, you're just exhausted, and who knows that, you know, after a hard day's work, and you come home, and um, all you want to do is just sit down and do nothing. And, you know, you can know uh, when I go out sometimes and I work and I try really hard and, 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 you know, if you have a really good day, you come home and you, you feel exhausted, but it still feels like it feels good because you've worked hard and you, you know that by working hard that day, you know, you've accomplished something. But you know the other feeling of when you've got up and you, it's cold and, and you've got out and, and you've, you know, worked hard all day and, and nothing's happened. Peter's an experienced fisherman and he's fishing all night and he's caught nothing. And I know that days that I actually go out to work and, you know, you have a really bad day and it's like, ah, oh, you come back in and, and you come home and you're like a zombie and all you want to do is, is just sit down and watch TV and nothing, I I'm not going anywhere, I'm not doing, you know when you have a really bad day? And Peter is out fishing and um, I love this story. Um, Jesus sees Peter come in. And you know when you can see a man that is exhausted because he's worked hard. And uh, not only did he come back in with heaps of fish, he came in with nothing. And, and you can tell by their demeanor and their face and the expressions that they're just worn out. And all they want to do is just get out of there and go home. And um, Jesus grabs the boat and he's standing there and he's preaching and he's preaching and he's preaching. And he sees Peter there. And Peter's just, you know, I, I want to go home. I'm packing my boat up and I'm going. And, and Peter's there and he's, he's getting his nets and he's cleaning his nets and he's getting his boat and he's hooking it onto the back of the four-wheel drive. And, and Jesus is still preaching and uh, he's looking over at Peter and, and then Peter, you know, he just doesn't want to be there anymore and, and, and starts, um, you know, wanting all his reels and get everything because he just, just wants to get out of there. And then um, takes him ages. And, and Jesus is still preaching. And then um, Peter's finally finished um, packing up his boat, packing up his nets. He, he's, he's hooked the boat up and he, he's, you know, just doing the final check, make sure everything's working. And then Jesus calls out and says, Hey, Peter! And, and this is Peter's first encounter with, with God, with Jesus. And Peter looks and says, What? And, and Jesus says, Peter, I want you to take your boat out again. And, and go out, way out deep. And you can imagine Peter going, oh, what? I don't even know who you are. Um, like, no. Um, you know, I've, you know, and you can imagine Peter thinking, well, you saw me there, like, for an hour, packing up all of my stuff. Maybe, just maybe, if you'd asked me when I'd come in, maybe, I would have gone back out, and but still no, no. And then, and then you know, for some absurd reason, Peter goes, "All right, fine." And he reverses his boat back into the water, and he pushes it out, and he gets his nets that he's just cleaned out of the boat, and he puts them back in the boat. And you know, Peter's been fishing on this lake for years and years and years. He's grown up on the lake. He knows 
every part of the lake. During that night, he's been fishing and he, he's gone to that part, he's gone to that part, he went to that part, the fisherman by there, so he went to that part, worked really hard, nothing happened. Comes back in, just hating life, had a really bad day, he's cleaned his nets, uh, he's packed it all up, and then Jesus says, Peter, I know you've just finished packing it up, I want you to get all this and go back out. And um, for some reason, something comes over Peter and he goes... <laughs> Okay. And it's like, you know, I, I can only assume that he's that exhausted from fishing all night that he's in this trance and he's just gone fine, whatever, and, and goes out. And you can imagine him sort of with his tinny and his little motor and he's got his head down and everyone's going, Why, Peter, what are you, what are you doing? You just spent an hour cleaning. Anyway, he goes back out and, and, and um, all of a sudden he throws his line in or his net in or whatever and, um, you know, everyone knows the story. It starts to bite and um, I love what it says. It says, uh, uh, verse 6, And this time their nets are so full of fish they began to tear. And what I, I don't know that much about fishing, but I, I, I know that fishing nets have been designed to catch fish, right? Lots of fish. And... Um, Verse 7, a shelf ahead from their partners in the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. So, Jesus, so Peter's gone back out and he's thrown his nets in and then all of a sudden there's just this massive amount of fish and, and he's pulling his nets up and his nets are breaking. He says, hey guys, you've got to come over here. And then the second fishing boat comes over, the second boat, and, and you know, I don't know that much about fishing boats, but I do know that fishing boats have been designed to carry large amounts of fish and so the other boat comes over and 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 they pile in all this fish just amazing amounts of fish that the second boat starts sinking and uh peter goes whoa 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 he goes back in and sees jesus and falls at jesus feet and says i didn't know i i'm sorry i'm a sinner i, I i'm sorry and um, and then leaves all of his fish behind and goes and follows Jesus. And you know what? Peter could have gone, well, I don't know what happened. I don't know who this crazy weather guy is who told me to go back out and whatever. But I just caught this amazing two boatloads of fish. And Peter's a fisherman. That's what he does. He's a professional fisherman. And generally what Peter would do after a day's work of catching fish, he would take what he caught and take it down to the fish markets and sell it. And that's how he would have made his living, because that's what fishermen do. And uh, Peter could have gone right then, his first encounter with Jesus, he could have gone, well, I don't know who this crazy weatherman is, but I now have two massive boatloads of fish. And not even just fish, but awesome. You know, God doesn't do anything in, in you know, you know, Half measures. So it's going to be the finest bass you've ever seen. He's got two boatloads of, you know, so he could have taken all this fish, said, thanks, Jesus, whoever you are, and taken all of his stuff, all of his fish down to the fish market, sold his fish, and had two weeks off in the Bahamas or bought a boat or whatever. But Peter goes, I, I, I cannot believe what just happened. And, and, um, and Jesus goes, you know, I, I believe that Jesus, as he was preaching, he saw Peter there 
and, and, and he's testing. You know how God, you can be in a really bad way and you can be in a really hard time in your life or whatever and you're in the worst possible situation, the worst possible time and Jesus is there preaching to the crowds and Je- Jesus is looking for people who have great hearts, who have great attitudes, great you know, outlooks on life. And here's this young guy, Peter, and Jesus knows that he's had a really bad day. Jesus knows that he hasn't caught anything. Jesus knows that all he wants to do right now is just pack up his boat and go home. And, and Jesus waits to the very last moment after Peter's just exhausted. Peter's got his key in the ignition and then Jesus goes, hey, Peter, I want you to go back out. And at that moment, Peter could have gone, I don't care who you are. Whatever, I'm just going home. Anyway, Peter goes out, catches an amazing amount of fish. I want to quickly go through, um, I've got five quick heart attributes of, of what God is looking for in people. And uh, what, what Jesus Christ saw in Peter. Um, number one, Peter had a servant heart. You know? He had a servant heart. I've got here, Peter was faithful and loyal. There is nothing more impressive than a faithful man. You know, man's best friend is a dog because dogs just, wherever you go, yeah, I'm going with you. Yeah, I'll do that. Great, that's fine. Whatever, I'm with you. Uh, Phil Pringle says, I'd pick a faithful man over a man of faith any day. There is something about a man who just goes, I, you know, and from that day on, when, you know, who was... When Jesus was in the mountain, Peter was there. When Jesus was, the crowds came to attack him, Peter was there. Peter whips out his sword and chops a guy's ear off. And Peter's a loyal guy. And God loves people that are faithful, people that are loyal. People go, you know what, I don't care. From now on, I could have sold all this fish and gone and bought another boat because there's two big boatloads. But, but you know what, I'm leaving all that behind. And I'm going to follow you, Jesus. And not only am I going to follow you, I will be faithful. And, and, and Jesus, wherever you go, I will go with you. I do not care if a better offer comes along. I do not care if people mock me and say, you're a loser. I don't care if crowds come at me with clubs and say, we're going to crucify you. And sure, Peter went up and he went down and he denied Jesus and all this kind of stuff. But he got right back up there. He was a faithful, loyal guy. And when Jesus was preaching, Jesus knew what was in his heart. Even if Peter didn't know what was in his heart, Jesus knew. Jesus goes, that is the man I want. That guy there is faithful and he is loyal. And I do not care you know, what people say. He's going to follow me. When people come at me, he's going to be by my side. God wants people that are faithful. Isn't that good? Servant hearts, number one. Peter was a servant heart, willing to serve, can do people, make stuff happen. He he was just with Jesus to the end. Number two, Peter was a a man of bold actions. Pastor Phil was saying it before, bold actions. Peter, you can imagine what all the other fishermen were thinking. Peter, you are crazy. And Peter going, I don't know, guys, but I'm I'm not going to die wondering what could have happened. I am going for it. Number three, Peter's eyes are open to the supernatural power of God. When Peter went out, his mind was little. He thought, whatever, I'm in my little tinny, this is stupid, I just want to go home, 
I'm sure there's a movie on. I know Mrs. Peter will probably have some fish cooking or whatever. Anyway, Peter came back in and he said, I am undone by what just happened. We need to have bigger faith. We need to have bigger eyes to see for bigger things. I love this in Colossians 2.15. It's talking about Jesus dying on the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them. And that talks about, this is written in the Roman days, and Paul's writing this, and in those days, I don't know if you know this, but when the, the guys would go out to war, they would get their kings, they would get the opposing king that they've beaten, and they would get the kings and the leaders, and they'd bring them back in, and they'd strip them, and they'd put them in shackles, and they'd, they'd make a public spectacle of them through the town. So when they went out, they would... They would fight some country and then they'd beat that country and then they would get their king and strip them and make a public spectacle and completely humiliate the king and completely take away all his authority. And Paul is saying here, Jesus Christ, when he went to the cross, what he did was he disarmed principalities and powers and he made a public spectacle of the devil. Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross and went down into hell and, and, and took the keys from the devil, he made a public he pretty much took the pants down of the devil, slapped him on the bottom and said, you've got no authority. And we, you know, we go, well, if God is for me, then, you know, I guess it'll be all right when we're going to get to heaven one day and go, you've got to be kidding. I cannot believe that this is, you know, this is the deal. I, if I'd known that Jesus Christ was, was, had already done this, then my faith would have been bigger. Peter was a man of bold actions. And we cannot be Christians who go, well, I want to give a flyer out to invite some of my guys to the Andy Cabala night, but oh, they might tease me. And, and what if they shun me? Or what if, what if, if I say, you should come to this, they say, you're stupid. Or what if, you know, I, I hand a flyer out and they say, oh, you know, I'm not going to hang around you because you're a Christian or whatever. We need to be bold and we need to have our eyes bigger. You know, we live in this little world and we think this is our lot. And Peter lived in this little lake, and that was his lot. And everywhere, you know, every day it was just this and that, and he fished and he threw nets in, and, and, then, and then eyes were open. He had this big vision of God. It says, God says, Fear not, for I am with you. And it's another version that says, Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. It says, I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold up your hand with my right, with my victorious hand. I love this last part that says, um, Isaiah 40 verse 39, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Those who trust in the, I preached about this on Friday, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high. We are not meant to be at the same level that we're at 10 weeks ago. We're not meant to be at the same level we were at a week ago. It says, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. New strength. I don't have this, I don't have the strength I need for three months time, but, you know, God says I will give you new strength that will soar high. I don't want to live my life, this little life down. You know, I, I want God to give us new strength and I want to soar high. There's so many people in the world, even in the church, that live at this level. That's only 10 years time, they're still there. Your life should be getting bigger. Your life should be getting better. Everything, the, I love what it says in, in Hebrews, it says, shrinking as we go backwards. 
but enlarging as we go forward. Shrinking as we go backwards. Who wants to shrink? Nobody. Enlarging as we go forward. We cannot be in the same place in two weeks' time. We must get bigger. And then it says the path of the righteous winds upward. You know, the path of the righteous winds up. My life should be getting bigger and bigger and better and better. My, you know, my house should be getting bigger. My income should be getting bigger. I remember um, Pastor Tim Lowe was saying that the guys that um, uh, five years ago uh, he started his Rise and Build or these guys came in and there was ten guys and uh, five of them really got into the Rise and Build, really gave God you know, what they could each year. He said the first year they gave God 2000 that they could give them the Rise and Build. The next year they gave five and then after five guys give him 20. You know, and he said it's amazing what happens when, when, when someone actually commits to, to giving God and he said it's amazing what happens the abundance and the overflow that actually comes out and he said there was 10 guys and 5 of them actually gave and were committed to God and gave when it hurt and, then, and, uh, and their, their rise and builds each year doubled, doubled and then they multiplied they double, double, then multiply. And that's what, you know, we have to be getting bigger. We have to be, I love talking to Tim Lowe because he said, I repent because I think too small. I spoke to him about the Andy Kabbalah and he said, um, how many flyers are printed up? I said, 2,000. He said, why not 3,000? And I went, I don't know. And he said, how many skateboards are you giving out? I said, uh, three. He said, why not five? And I went, I don't know. And uh, I love it, getting bigger. We should always be getting bigger and bigger and better and better and better. And uh, number four, Peter was humble and obedient. Humble and obedient. You know, Peter didn't go out in the lake and go, wow, that was my superior fishing knowledge just then. Did you see that, John? Did you see what I did just then, John? Peter didn't go out and go, wow, you know, that, that was because I'm using the, uh, it's the, new, it's the Oxley lure with the uh, flip over cast. Uh, I wasn't using that last time, but I went out this time and I put that in and, yeah, wow, I caught two boatloads of fish. Now, Peter was humble. He came back and went, God, uh, I'm I'm speech. I have nothing to say. You know, it was all you. And the day that we go, well, look how good I am. Look how great I can preach. Look Look how many people come to my church. You know, we need to be humble and obedient. I'm not talking about self humility. What's it? What's it? False humility, that's evil, you know. Um, Matthew seven twenty four says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows, it is wise. Jesus is saying, read your Bibles. And it says in James one twenty two. Look at our church website last night. This is the verse of the week. I thought I'd put that in there. Uh, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says, you know. God isn't saying, look, just read the Bible, but don't do what it says. Just do what it says and you'll be successful. Anyway, number five, Peter realized and his eyes were open that God is a God of supernatural abundance. God is the God of supernatural abundance. Psalm 23 says, my cup overflows with blessings. My cup overflows. My cup's not halfway. It's not full. It's not one's falling out. My cup overflows. We need to be getting bigger and better and our life needs to be going upwards, winding upwards. We need to be, you know, enlarging. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. 
Genesis 26, 13 says, The man began to prosper, and he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. We need to be getting, in every way, family, finance, life, everything, bigger, better, you know. The Bible talks about it. And uh, lastly, oh, um, Matthew 28, Jesus is right into catching fish, I can tell, because this is an awesome story. And he, you know, but Jesus' heart isn't for fish. Jesus' heart is for people. And I read the story on Friday night how the dead boy uh, at the funeral and Jesus' heart broke for the, the mother of the son who died, the widow. And Jesus, is ha- Jesus has compassion and he wants everybody we know, to, everybody that we know to, to come to, to know how great God is. And Matthew 20 says, go into the world and make disciples. Bring, you know, go into the world and, say, and bring people back into the church. You know, I, I'm not doing that because I'm intimidated or I'm, I'm embarrassed. That's just not me. Well, we need to rely on the power of God. We need to clothe ourselves with power. If we just want to be these, you know, Christians, there's plenty of churches out there that do not rely on the power of God. There's plenty of churches you can just sit there and go, yeah, good, great, whatever. But we need to have the power of God clothed on us. So when we speak to our friends and say, hey, you need to come to Andy's bar, we've prayed. They go, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know, Jesus, the last thing he said to Peter, the last thing he said with this guy that was faithful the whole way through, Jesus said, you know what, Peter? Go into the whole world and make disciples of people. Go and get them and bring them in. You know, Jesus said, my heart is breaking for people and they're, they're living this life, but I, you know what? I have made a public spectacle of the devil and they cannot be bound. Go and get them. Do not worry about this. Do not be upset about whatever... Go and get people. God's heart is for people. The reason we do church is so we can get people coming in with broken lives, with, with stuff that's going wrong, and they can you know, come into the power of God and lives can turn around, and they can get bigger and bigger and better, and their life can enlarge as they go forward, and their life can wind upward. We want people coming in, broken people, getting fixed and then getting bigger, and then going out getting more broken people, them getting fixed and them getting bigger. We need to break chains of our lives. I'm not inviting people. We need to invite people. We need to not only invite them, hey, come to church, it's going to be really, really fun, it's great. Oh, I don't think so. Well, actually, how about I pick you up? How about I come around your house Sunday morning and I'll bring you to church? Oh, I can't get there. I will get you there. We need to be bold. Bold like a lion. Like Peter. I just wanted to say bold like a lion. Bold like Peter. We need to rely on the power of God. We need to clothe ourselves with the power of God every day. Every day. Clothe ourselves with supernatural strength. New strength. We need to be... um, those who, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. New strength, new strength, new strength. Not old strength, not the same strength, new strength. Getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Better and better and better. In Jesus' name, amen.